a quarantine version of the Loftus Party Podcast. It's a Wuhan. I got you all in check. It's a coronavirus bitch fest. You guys are in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Okay, because here's here's the way the universe decided to let this one rip. I'm in a really good mood. I'm in a very good space mentally. Meanwhile, the gypsy has got her panties in a twist. She has a bee in her bonnet, so we're just going to let her rip. I know we owe you a couple of uh, segments from last week's show. I found my notes. I know what we still owe about discussions, but we got to tear into some of this uh, coronavirus stuff. Here's the deal. Uh, and I, I just say this because it makes makes us sound like a real show. Uh, we're not professional medical experts. We're not lawyers. We're not scientists. Uh, we're, we're comedians. We're writers. We're people who follow the news. We look at patterns. Crap like that. So uh, you can quote us if you want, but I don't want to get into any trouble legally. I think we can all agree, though. We can all agree that there has been a political bent to this whole thing. There has been uh, a political leanings. It has been tainted with that. And I remember the phrase very, very well, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think that's what it is. Never let a crisis go to waste. And and certainly the Democrats and the liberal media has not let this one go to waste. It's it, They're painting a very dire picture. So we're all being safe. We're all washing our hands, the social distance thing, which I'm into anyway. I did a video about that uh, last week. Like, I'm into that. We should We should lock that one in. Social distancing, I love. But I want to get to uh, I want to get to the gimlet now because you're loaded. You're you're you got you're like a shotgun of facts, emotion, and opinion and wonderfulness. So let her rip, gimlet. Have at me. Well, first of all, I'm looking for the baby boards of the baby boom in in I guess it would be December. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So you know. If, if you're if you're self quarantining and you're not sick, please please just start knocking boots because it's the only thing that's going to really improve the country's attitude. Um. Anyway, the media is just garbage. Yes, they are literal hot flaming garbage. Yes, it is fear mongering at its worst. I don't know how they sleep at night. A lot of them. I think it actually goes deeper than that. Oh, okay. Like, you know the old saying, Rahm Emanuel, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think the Democratic Party, based on some early proposals by Speaker Pelosi, um, and their allies in the media were really looking forward to uh, expanding government in a more permanent way because of this crisis, right? Yeah, they're um, licking the chops. They're licking the chops. Yeah, like the government's going to get bigger so we can fix all this. Well, the government is actually the last people that should be fixing this. But um, so what Trump has actually done and what he started doing a couple weeks ago 
was having Mike Pence get all the people, all the relevant, you know, private industry folks in there, be it the travel industry and what they should be doing differently, the pharmaceutical companies, that the lab testing companies, the retailers, and and really hashing out like a national plan, right? Right. Yes. Um, yes. And also what we found out from Dr. Anthony Fauci, and he's with the National Institutes of Health, his work on the AIDS virus actually won him the Presidential Medal of Honor. Um, he is a true technical expert on this stuff. Um, and I just love the way the media is kind of trying to rip him apart because he's advising Trump now instead of Obama in 2009. Um, but what we know specifically from Dr. Fauci, as well as Dr. Burks, who is another technical professional who's been in the government and in these services since 1985, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that there was an immense amount of red tape. When they talk about the testing and things like that, there were actually regulations within the CDC and the FDA that prevented them, and they were put in during the Obama administration as measures of control for, I believe, Ebola to start with, and they persisted through the H1N1, which is why you did not see a response like this to H1N1, um, which was also called the swine flu. But they have been absolutely complimentary of the president and the other agency heads saying they're getting rid of so much red tape so that we can be more nimble, respond faster and do things better. And they've actually said publicly that like, this is the blueprint for how we will respond to these things going forward. Yeah. This is a new way of doing it and the Democrats hate it and their allies in the media are going to slam it. This is just me from a, uh, a layman's uh, perspective. And I did a little bit of research into this last night, but there are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, four different classes of flu, you guys. There is okay. A, B, C, and D. They don't think that D can infect humans, that's mostly animals, but you never know, uh, it, it might get crazy and cross over. So you get these, so out of the four, you, you got three that affect humans, and, and just, uh, in A, just A alone has a theoretical possibility for like 198 different variations. So, and then Lord knows what and it is changing with all the time and C, and they're mutating. So if anyone is out the there, they're, they're, they make it sound like they had all these highly specific tests for the Hunan, the Wuhan. They, like they had it ready to go and they just weren't releasing it. Like literally, like try to make, geez, try to make 306, because there's 365 million uh, Americans, try to make 365 million identical throw pillows overnight, right? Just try to do that. It's going to be near impossible, but let alone uh, a test for a very specific, come on, come on. Like I don't, I don't see how you can criticize anybody over that. But God bless capitalism. The private companies are ste- are stepping up. It's not well, the DMV of the federal government. Yeah, they're doing great. Like they, the private companies are the ones who got the high throughput test going because if you send it to the CDC or your state lab, your results are three to four days out. Yeah. When we start going through LabCorp and Quest Diagnostics, those are the high throughput tests. 24 hours and you know nobody is nobody is trying to explain to the public 
even though Dr. Burke said it. And please understand, guys, I just watch the experts. I'm not watching the media coverage other than the stupid crap they put out on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Burke said, this is not like the strep test when you go to the doctor and you have a sore throat and they swab the back of your throat, they leave, they come back in like five minutes and say you don't or you do or you don't have it. Right. That's what's called a quick screening test. We don't have a screening test for this. We're actually looking for the RNA from the individual virus. That takes a little while until yeah. it's automated. It's automated now. Now she does say six to eight months. We could have something like the strep test, but that's not any time in the near future where people would get immediate feedback. So let's let's continue to work towards that. We'll continue to work towards mm -hmm. that as we're doing. And it's like, it feels to me like everyone is doing uh, the smart thing. Like the social distancing thing. I cannot, I just, to me, that's number one. And like, yeah, uh, sorry NBA fans and, and sorry NASCAR fans and all this stuff. But yeah, probably not the best idea. To have thousands of people uh, all packed together in a, in arenas, I'm not bummed out about I, that at all. I kind of wish all. they'd just play without the crowd because I think we could really use the distraction. You know, and that would be that would be funny. That would be hilarious. Like I would but love, you, I mean, like to watch an, an NBA game. To watch an NBA game with no one in the stands, and then just have everybody realize all at once, "Holy crap, that's boring." <laughs> I can't stand the NBA. I can't stand it. And I'll never say this to a player's face because they're all huge and they could crush me. But, like, they got to move the hoop or something. Move the hoop up. Make it smaller. Give people brass knuckles. Uh, allow tackling. Something. Basketball is so boring. When you can dunk. When you can just dunk. What other sport is like that? What other sport can you just, like, dunk and make it that easy? I don't know. I went on my little NBA uh, uh, sidebar. I'm, uh, <laughs> listen, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of weird. And I don't know if this is happening over at, at your, your camp this week. It's definitely happening with me. Remember when you were a kid and uh, a storm would come through and then the lights would go out and you're like, oh, it's scary. And then your mom and dad would get out the candles and then you'd get out the board games and then the whole family would be playing Monopoly and you're all laughing and you're having a great time. And then the power comes back on. You're kind of bummed out. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now. I'm in that I'm past like the I'm, I, I don't even really I didn't really have the scary part, but it's kind of I don't know, like the whole like hunkering down and stay. It's like kind of like a, a, it's just like a fun adventure. In a way, I'm getting, I've got so many ideas for videos. Uh, I got a new backdrop that just came in the mail. There's like, I'm like, I got to pick up the guitar. There's stuff I want to write. I'm like, I'm going to get so much stuff done. I'm going to get so much. It's it's really kind of uh, uh, fun and exciting in a way. But then again, I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm at like a, in a high risk group. I don't want people to die. I certainly don't want that. I don't want... I, Neither do it, I. It's it. That's that's the part that is the real the the sobering uh, part of this whole fiasco. I'm just so tired of them reporting no good news, and we have good news. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, so for the symptomatic people we're testing, people who have a cough, you know, don't feel well, have a fever, somewhere between 1-2% have COVID. It's really low. We're doing a good job. So let's yeah. America, everybody give yourself a pat on the back. We're doing a good job. I am looking for a, I, oh, darn it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Our good friend, uh, Molly Hemingway, who we got to figure out, a, we got to figure out a way to get her on the show. And you guys, I'll be reposting this at theloftestparty.com. Molly Hemingway recommended an article written by Heather McDonald. Uh, in the new criterion and the name of the article is uh compared to what that's the title compared exactly to what? uh and people talking about the exponential blah 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 i'm trying to get down to this uh there's been one stat that really really jumps out at me i will find it i will find it but, like, the deaths, especially in America, like, of the – I don't even think we've cracked 50 um, as of Sunday. The median, the median or the mean age of death pretty much globally from this is 81. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Not here that we go. I want 81-year-olds to die, so don't take it that way. Okay. But so as far as, as the exponential spread of this, if it was exponentially spreading – we would have, we would, our hospitals would be full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're so, not. So here, here it is. Here's the part. <clears throat> now, this was written uh, yesterday, and the, the, the death toll there from uh, the Wuhan was 41. So she goes, she writes, uh, so far the United States has seen 41 deaths from the infection. 22 of those deaths occurred in one poorly run nursing home outside of Seattle the life care center. Another nine deaths occurred in the rest of Washington state, uh, leaving 10, four, four in California, two in Florida, and one each in uh, Georgia, Kansas, New Jersey, and South Dakota, uh, spread among uh, 329 million residents of the United States. This represents roughly 0.000012% of the U.S. population. So, it ain't as bad as they would all make out to me. And we would I, like to keep those numbers as low as possible, which I'm sure Heather says later in the article. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, I didn't, I didn't realize that like ten, there was ten deaths in one nursing home. That's yes, just yes. That was that was oof. that was the um, I guess the the entry spot into Washington State, best they can tell. But he had it and walked into that nursing home, got a bunch of people sick. However, some good news, there was one 81-year-old resident of that nursing home, I think they said he was 81, who was interviewed, I believe, this morning, and he's now recovered. So even if you're older, it's certainly not a death sentence. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, and that's what I find, uh, there's a big vacuum for that. They had someone on... Uh, Fox News on Friday, who had it, who had it, and was recovering, and was like, yeah, you know what, it was, uh, 
you know, I had a fever, aches and pains, went through it, and I'm now I'm staying in my apartment, and uh, I'm not going outside. But you know, hey, it's that's what we need. Like Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. I was just gonna say somebody everybody knows, right? Yeah. And so I think he and his wife sharing that and their experience is legitimately a great public service. I thought it was hilarious this morning on uh, on the tweeters that uh, Vegemite was trending because evidently uh, he and Rita are in some hotel in uh, Australia and somebody gave them breakfast and it was, you know, I don't know how they deliver it, but it was like toast and Vegemite. And, you know, Hanks is an Australian, you guys. So he put on like a boat. He spread it on there like jelly. And Australians all over the place were freaking out like, whoa, that's way too much Vegemite, mate. You got to scrape like 60% of that off. You're going to hurt your mouth. Low, like Vegemite was trending. So if that's... I don't even know what Vegemite is. Oh, it's like this real, I guess, salty uh spread you've never heard it like don't you remember that that song uh by men at work song, i guess yeah no i heard it in I a bet song, might sound I mean, i've never experienced it i well you know what i've never experienced uh vegemite either okay we're, we're gonna take a, a little break like i said i found my notes uh we're gonna we're gonna we gotta talk about this this thing in uh missouri we probably won't be done with coronavirus there'll still be more wuhan and we got to talk uh, Jojo Rabbit, Woody Allen biography, this this thing in, in Missouri that's going to drive you guys crazy. I didn't want to forget to bring it back up this week because it uh, it, it, it really took me, uh, it shocked me, threw me for a loop, knocked my socks off, that kind of thing. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. We're back. More, uh, I call it the Wuhan. Wuhan! I did a video. Flu. The Wu flu. Uh, I call it the, the, the Wuhan in response it's it's my little shout out to the wu-tang clan wuhan i got you all in check and buster rhymes and that whole thing i did a video you guys all need to go see it you need to all go to theloftestparty.com or the uh the loftest party youtube channel instantly demonetized i was made a it's a fun little video i don't want to spoil it for you hopefully you've all already seen it but just fun games that you can play at home Fun games you can play at home if you're self-quarantining. Uh, one of the games uh, that I talked about 
is uh, a game called Could That Be Toilet Paper? Because some of us didn't realize the rest of America was already playing a game called Buy All the Toilet Paper. Hi, the I toilet paper. Yeah. Right? I didn't do good in round one. I didn't do well. I have, uh, <laughs> I only have uh, two rolls left. So I'm playing a little game, wandering around uh, my little New York pad going, hmm, could that be toilet paper? It's a, <laughs> it's a stack of coffee filters. Could that be toilet paper? A you CBS receipt. Another you fun game you can play. Another fun game you can play is Want to Have Sex Now? And the way you play this is you look across, because you're self-quarantined, you look across your loved one, you go, you want to have sex now? And if they say no, you ask them again right away. Want to have sex now? And if they say no, keep asking them until they throw something. Then you're playing dodgeball. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Well, one thing you won't be using as toilet paper in the town I live is banana peels, because you could not find a banana in this town if your life depended on it, and I don't get it. So I go to the grocery store, right? Yeah. And I'm just going to pick up some groceries. I'm not hoarding anything because I get my toilet paper from Amazon once a month in a bulk delivery. I have no reason to believe that will not continue. I have to Um, know this. I have to know this. What's what's your toilet paper of choice? You know, I don't even know what it is. (laughs) Really? Really? You're not a Charmin girl. You're not a you're not a Cottonelle lady. It's some Amazon Prime kind of brand. I, d- I don't know. Same with paper towels. Same with laundry detergent. Like, all of that kind of stuff. Auto order, once a month, shows up on my doorstep. That's Don't got to worry about it. For the I'm record, not going I'm, there to hoard. I actually made I'm my I'm a Cottonelle little- guy because I'm sure America wants to know. The world wants to know. What kind of TP is Loftus using? Cottonelle, my friends. Cottonelle. Along with the wipes, too. Yeah, I treat myself... I got the shiny hiney from the Cottonelle wipes. Okay, continue. Well, and I made my own little bleach spray, you know, just regular old Clorox and water in a little spray bottle. And I actually take it with me. Really? Some napkins when I go out. Yeah, I'm going to wash my own cart and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm i not crazy. I mean, I okay. went to Old Navy yesterday with my little thing and washed the doorknob and yeah. I like it. I like it. It's very easy very easy and you can still go out like i'm gonna go to the gym and before i use a piece of equipment i'm gonna wipe it down when i'm done with yeah. it i'm gonna wipe it down and then i'm gonna go use the hand sanitizer or go wash my hands in the bathroom like here's a that, little tip yeah that makes sense that makes sense i respect it like i refuse I to just be stuck in my house i'm gonna do the things i would normally do but I'm like sitting there at the grocery store and I'm walking through and I'm getting my stuff. And of course, all the toilet paper and the paper towels are gone. You walk into the produce section, all the bananas are gone. You walked into the meat section, all the raw chicken is gone. And then deli pizza, which you can't freeze. And I'm going, why are people buying all this perishable stuff? Like if you're prepping, dude, you should be getting the canned tuna, the canned chicken, the beef jerky, canned vegetables. Like, I would expect with this kind of insanity, the canned food aisle to be like completely destroyed, but it wasn't. Yeah, plenty of soup, plenty of soup available. Exactly. Plenty of dinty more beef stew. That's what Not I wish. Not raw chicken. Yeah, very and bananas. Strange. Very like, strange. Apples will keep. Apples will keep for a month. Every apple was there. Like the you know apples who's... had not been touched. 
You know who's loving life right now? Who's just laughing their uh, their butts off? Is the hoarders the uh, the people who are are ready, like the survivalists, the people who have the MREs, the meals ready to eat. Those people. <laughs> it's plenty great. of ammo, plenty of dried got, food. That was one of the my, one of my favorite mean, memes. Somebody's like, "Yeah, keep hoarding toilet paper, because uh, I'm hoarding bullets, and I'll just come and shoot you for your toilet paper." Right. I got both because that's the right, right way to roll. Honestly, kind of funny. For some reason, Amazon doubled deliver our toilet paper delivery this month. That's so great. we literally have a stockpile. Don't come to my house. That's great. You're ready I to literally go. cracked up. Like mm-hmm. a all month to get two boxes of toilet paper. This is kind of funny. Oh, but I have seen some real jerks on social media who are hoarding things like latex gloves and masks that healthcare providers need. I just want to say to every single one of you, you are the biggest douchebags on earth. I saw there's a, there's a picture making the rounds today of some guy who just got, just cleared the shelves of uh, hand sanitizer and bottled water. And he was trying to sell it on Amazon. And uh, they're like, no dude, that's jail. (laughs) That's price gouging. You're all, you're you're all you're done for. So that's uh, that people will uh, people will always try to you know find the edge and uh, <clears throat> I mean that's the that's the ugly side of capitalism. They had it. They had a story in the New York Times like this guy has a bunch of masks and latex gloves and and hand sanitizer and other things that medical facilities literally need. Right? He's not yeah. even trying to sell it. He's just holding on to it. What a jackhole! What a jackhole! Okay, before we go too much farther, before we go too much farther, because we can't, we cannot uh, forget to mention this, because this goes to the Kavanaugh of it all. This goes to, it's it's the bee in my bonnet. It's it's why my panties get in a twist quite often. Like, you always hear me go on and on about these, these, these people who lied about Kavanaugh need to be uh, prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So, that was... Uh, the the tip of the iceberg, I guess, because you, Gypsy, found out about a guy in, uh, I believe it was Missouri, who yeah, uh, was doing good stuff, and he got he got Kavanaugh'd, uh right out of office. So so tell tell our listeners a little bit about this poor schmuck. Well, um, Governor Eric Greitens was elected to office, I believe it was in the two 2000- thousand. 18 cycle okay Uh, he came to office i could be wrong on that uh but it was either 16 or 18 um and he came to office and he was a conservative and he did a lot of things that you would expect a conservative governor to do you said he was a former is he a navy seal or something he's a special forces i don't i don't remember if he was a seal exactly but he is a he's a distinguished veteran okay long time long time service we'll leave Um, we'll leave it at that and uh, he gets elected, and he starts implementing policies to eliminate graft, to prohibit lobbying by former executive branch employees, doing things that you would expect a conservative to do and that he promised to do on the campaign trail. Of course, everyone in government just figured he'd come in and get into the graft, and then he wouldn't do those things, but he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'd come he in, actually, get his beak wet, and then be part of the problem. You know, he was actually quite popular that way, um, and then he did things like prevent another Ferguson, right? So yeah. they had another police shooting and um, 
the activists were threatening to basically burn another town down and you know you thought Ferguson was bad it's going to be really bad here now we're really publicly show and you. said we are going to preserve your right to protest and your right to free speech throwing a rock through a window is not protesting and it's not free speech attacking a police officer is not protesting if you do anything like this we will arrest you period and the whole thing got tamped down they protected the people's right to speak freely, but no damage, no anything. You can still so, have your march. You can still protest. Oh, but if you start breaking stuff, you're going down. We're done. We're not giving you room to protest. Um, I love it so much. That one. So there's another trend going on nationwide, um, which you may not be aware of. But rather than funding presidential campaigns and campaigns for governor and, and things like that, um, Soros-funded organizations are actually funding local elections for things like district attorneys right. and prosecutors. Yes. Um, the one that they got in in San Francisco is a hot disaster. Um, there's actually a move to recall him because the city is so out of control and not pursuing petty crime. But right, in right, St. Right. Louis, another one of these prosecutors was placed. So because this governor was being so effective and he seemed seriously popular with the residents of Missouri. He had a very yeah. high approval rating. He had to be taken out. So this so what did crazy they do? lady, this crazy lady made a complaint in St. Louis that the governor had tried to extort her over a photo. Um, there was no photo. She could provide no evidence. There was exculpatory evidence in the investigation itself, but the St. Louis prosecutor charged the governor anyway. Yep. And, like, you look at the court documents, and John Solomon has them posted at John Solomon Reports. No media person ever went in and actually looked at the facts of the case and deconstructed this narrative, right? Yeah, so they just came at him with both barrels. Came at him with both barrels. Here's this governor who literally did nothing wrong. The woman actually dropped the charges when she was told she was going to have to testify because she knew she didn't have anything, right? But this yep. went on long enough, and there was enough pressure that he was pressured into resigning. So there you have it, folks. There you have it. Uh, you get a good person in office. He's doing what the people wanted him to do. You're, he's still not uh, restricting anybody's First Amendment rights. He's doing everything the right way. He's keeping the lobbyists at bay. And they got him with a pack of lies. They got him with a pack of lies. So now there's a good man who uh, won't be representing the, the, the people of Missouri anymore. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. And this is why I always go off about... It's called a scapegoat. Call it whatever you will. Someone needs to, st they got to start sending these people to jail. You can't just go running around uh, with, with character assassination, the huge pack of lies, uh, and then who's going to run for public office? Who's going to run for public right. office? This is why I, I get so uh, upset about, you know, the Lindsey Grahams and all those guys and with the, with the whole Kavanaugh thing. Remember how angry Lindsey Graham was? Like, we got to keep that. We got to keep that going. This whole it, it goes it goes back to the the, the Rolling Stone article about uh, that school in Virginia. 
uh, and and good lord, it goes it, and it goes back to uh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, and that that, that Duke lacrosse team, good lord, uh, it's it's not cool because it, and it also takes away from uh, the Me Too movement of it all. But I'm so glad. I, I, man, I wonder what that dude is doing now. That uh, that Missouri dude. That, well, now uh, he's going around and telling the story, which I think is kind of important. On the upside, the investigator, okay. the investigator, um, is being investigated, and they are also looking at, and they are also investigating the prosecutor who brought the charges to begin with. So Good. it does look like there are there are some. Um, repercussions on the table that might be imminent in Missouri, which, of course, we have not seen at the federal level, and I, I believe we need to, um, you know, both for President Trump and, and for Kavanaugh. I mean, we have, to, we have to understand that these things are truly politically motivated. Yeah! And um, if we allow them to continue, they're going to continue without a doubt, and that's why I'm super super angry at Mitt Romney this week too. Oh my gosh, hold on a second. Just a one bleep, brief uh, glimmer of sunshine in it. Like the whole uh, Jussie Smollett thing. That dude is still. So, uh there's th- that 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 one. I'm so glad that uh they they've brought charges again against uh Jussie Smollett. You can't do this stuff. We can't let it to continue. Nope. The yeah. lies and all. What did Mitt Romney do? What did that guy do now? What a jackhole. What a jackhole. I, I can't, well, please tell me. As so I, I understand from an interview I saw earlier this week, a man named Andrei Teleshenko, who was in the Ukrainian embassy, the Ukrainian prosecutor's office, and also worked with Blue Star Strategies, was set to testify and provide additional documents to Congress this week. And it got canceled, and as I understand it, the vote to have him appear did not go as planned, and I believe it's because Mitt Romney decided not to vote to have him there. Okay, hold on one second. Say that again in 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 uh, English, a guy like me can understand. Like, they, they needed to have a vote, whether they can get this... Uh, Krushenko, Trushenko, whatever the hell his name is, to come testify, and Mitt Romney's like, no, thank you? That's my understanding. Oh, this guy, this guy, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Utah. You wonder what he was doing in Ukraine. Yeah, Utah, do better. Do better. Well, isn't, isn't Mitt Romney's son one of the dudes that was uh, in on this whole thing? I I have not personally verified that. I've heard that, so I don't want to say yes because I haven't I haven't done that research. But well, do you know I who I, I know for a fact was involved? That would be Hunter Biden. You know who also is refusing to release his financial records in Arkansas to support the love child? Hunter Biden. He wants to he wants to hold off until after the election. Oh gee, I can't even imagine why he would want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, I am, uh, I am kind of looking it up right now. I'm looking it up. Burisma holdings on Wikipedia. Cause I, I would almost guarantee it ain't just, uh, Hunter Biden on his own. Uh, um, I 
I know that someone else was in on that. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of, uh, sadly, you guys, I can't remember the name of, of the company that uh, Hunter Biden was running back when he was a lobbyist for uh, the gaming industry. But I think <clears throat> it's some other like well-to-do, well, well-connected uh, guy. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take uh, another little break, another little pause in the action. We got some uh, tips and tricks to keep you healthy and happy in the upcoming days. We got some pop culture stuff. I got some, oh, I got some good news uh, for the Patreon people. You're sitting around, you're going, where's my t-shirt? Where's my t-shirt? Oh, they are on the way. They have been mailed. Yeah, you're styling and profiling. I got so many ideas for other shirts too. It's gonna be terribly exciting. So stick around, we will be right back. small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Big shout out to all the lucky TV executives, all the lucky network programming executives who are about to uh, reap a giant windfall. Like everyone is going to stay home and watch TV. I have to think that uh, the numbers are going to be just giant. They're just going to be giant. I have to think everybody's going to be all over YouTube. Everybody's going to be all over Facebook, all the social media uh, in the next coming weeks, and it'll be it'll be a giant windfall. I write on a uh, Netflix show. I write on a Netflix show. We're doing two episodes. Uh, we're, or I'm sorry, ten episodes. Ten. I apologize. And we just finished episode seven. We just finished episode seven, and we were going to give the cast a week off anyway, as as fate would have it. Uh, and we're currently writing episodes eight, nine, and ten. Uh, and now uh, Netflix has shut down uh, production on everything, on everything, uh, for two weeks, for two weeks. So the lucky, lucky cast, I guess they can... Uh, extend their vacations or extend whatever they were going to do. As writers, it gives us more time to uh, to make sure the shows are as funny and as great as we as we really want them to be. It's always nice when you have you don't want to you don't want to sit with a script too long because then you start really digging in way too deep and you know 
double and triple guessing yourself, but it'll, it'll be great. It'll be it'll be good television when they air it uh, in September, I believe it comes out. But man, I'm actually and normally on Sunday nights, uh, Gypsy, I go out to uh, Governor's Comedy Club here on Long Island. Not not today so it's like so uh like liberating and and like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna watch westworld i'm gonna watch westworld that starts tonight i'm totally jazzed about that i didn't watch season two but season one i kind of enjoyed Uh, i want to see what they're doing now with season three they got aaron paul uh on there from uh from and on the tube you're not you're not you're not looking forward to watching anything not, not really. No, I'm doing things like cleaning out closets, cleaning out dresser drawers. You see, but that's cool too. On the house. That's cool too. You're gonna get that stuff done. Oh, You're getting it's like just, an early jump on the spring cleaning. Well, the mister's usually gone several days a week traveling for work. Yeah. Grounded, right. And I shouldn't say this, but I will. Uh, boss goes around. We'd like to know how you plan to remain productive, staying home, you know, working from home. Da, 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 da. I say, just tell him I got a honeydew list. It's all set to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to write something back that's going to be a little bit more than that. Yeah, no, I know. But it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a joke because normally we like pick something to do on the weekend, right? That just has to be done. But wow, now I have like. 14 days straight it's gonna be great I'm gonna well, get so much stuff care of. that's actually uh you, you you've got me thinking along these lines could this be like a national day of reckoning i mean are people like uh like mr gypsy all over america are they going to be writing emails like that like the boss goes okay work from home and you're like sweet and then they go, how, what, what is your job? What are you going to do? And then like our, our company's just going to go, wow, why do we even have, uh, you know, John XYZ on the payroll? Because that guy is really not doing anything. Can we downsize some more? Is there going to be a giant down? Like you know, I was joking about the NBA, but like, do you think that that'll happen in, in other industries where people go, wow, we sent everybody home and we still did pretty well. We still hung in unless they just get hammered, unless the business. Yeah, just- no, I, I mean, certainly not in my personal case, because what his actual the, the bulk of what his actual job is, is he actually can't do from home. So <laughs> yeah. he has to do other things and project work, analysis, things like that. That's not typically part of his job, but, um, you know, so I, it, like. As a former HR person and employer, I'm looking at that going, probably not. I, I don't see that happening. Most employers are pretty careful about the number of people they carry to begin with. So Yeah, yeah. I just I think here's, it'd be okay. Here's what I was thinking this morning. <laughs> because, like, uh, CBS had two employees in, in I, I believe, in New York uh, that tested positive uh, mm-hmm. for the Wuhan so CBS is like they're like shutting down now. I know all like the late night shows, no uh, audience, no audience, which is fine. And then that's 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 kind of fun. I think that's kind of fun. Like it gives you a, um, they're all like the same. They're all the same. They're all the same. 
But it'll be interesting to see what do you do under these set of uh, circumstances. So now here's here's a new set of rules for late night TV. How good are you without the audience? Like, right? How what is Bill Maher going to be like when he doesn't have uh, a couple hundred uh, screaming liberals in his audience? It won't it'll make for a much better discussion now granted he'll, you know the, so. the, the conservative guest will still be outnumbered three to one however it makes it much more like a fair fight much more like a fair fight when you don't have that big audience going so i don't know what cbs is going to do for the nightly news i don't know if they're going to have some poor soul skyping from home but like as they're talking about as they're talking about this story uh this morning on uh, Media Buzz with Howie Kurtz, uh, the representative from Fox News, the, the, the guy who drew the short straw, uh, was Griff Jenkins. So so Griff is on set with Howie talking about, and then I couldn't help but think, and I've met Griff. He's a great guy. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm not making fun of Griff Jenkins, you guys. But like... Are 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 executives in the news department? Are they sitting around going, "Okay, if we had to lose somebody, if somebody has to get sick, like, would it kind of hurt your feelings if you're if you're sitting at home and everybody else is like, "Don't come in, don't come in, it's not safe." And then your phone rings and they're like, "Hey, uh, we need you on set today." You're like, "Oh man, <laughs> really?" Right? It's like. It's like when you're on the news team and they take the the promo picture, the one that's going to be on the billboards, you never want to be on the outside. It's that old joke because then you're the easiest one to Photoshop out. Like that's the person they they think I could get rid of that guy, the person on the outside. So uh, God bless you, Griff. You did a great job on uh, on Media Buzz. Well, so I guess – they're putting in some new protocols at the White House. Okay. To protect the White House and the White House staff, right? Poor that staff. The great. president, the vice, people we need to kind of be okay and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so now, before you enter um, the Oval Office or areas where the president and vice president may be, you get your temperature taken. And okay. these were protocols, from what I understand from the presser last night, that the White House Physician's Office actually <clears> set up. <throat> Yeah, yeah. So now there's a reporter out there who is ticked because they had a fever over 100.4 and were denied entry into a presser. However, this is where it gets a little bit into the conspiracy side of it. <clears throat> that was a that was a guy from the the Chinese state-run media. What? Yeah, they they had a press conference the other day and the reporters were like, what, what, you're going to take our temperature? And sadly, no, it wasn't rectal. They, uh, <laughs> I would love How to see. How bad do you want to get in? Jim Acosta. <laughs> Jim Acosta gets the, he gets the big thermometer right up the old wazoo. But they did the, the forehead one. They did the forehead one, the little, you know, the one you use on a kid. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a Chinese gentleman from the official uh, state run media of China. Like, what's up with that? Right? What's up with that? That's called taking yeah. one for the team. Yeah, that was very weird. And then, oh. and this is, I'm not here to 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 keep going with this. 
But like a lot of people, especially in the New York area, uh, they're taking a lot of pictures uh, of the subway. Like, oh, look how empty this is. And look at all these people wearing masks and all this stuff. There was an, uh, a dude, somebody has a video of him, and sadly I don't have it or I would have posted it at theloftestparty.com. There's a, uh, an Asian gentleman, I don't know where he's from, you know, but he's uh, definitely of uh, Asian uh, heritage, of descent, you could say, to be on the safe side. I'm not a big racist. This kid's got the full face mask on and everything, and I'm not kidding you, Gimlet. Uh, he pulls down his mask. He licks his fingers, and then he starts wiping his fingers all over that little post you hang on to in the middle of the Ew. subway car. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like... You're like people bomb. Yes. Yes. Like, what is that all about? And then, of course, I go back to... Uh, remember when all the, all the kids were uh, licking the ice cream? Remember when that was a big thing? Like a month and a half ago? Mm-hmm. All the kids... Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the... That's my fun. When you look at stuff like this, and this is this is just me as a as a comedian and as as a writer, whenever something like this, you know, big big happens, I always try to think like, okay, how can you make that into a movie? And I really think like that's where most conspiracy theories come from, or like people with great imaginations, like, ooh, how can I make this more exciting? I certainly am not uh, saying that like uh, uh, that's what's really going on now, but uh, I, I I would love to hypothesize. Like, what's going to be the next thing? Like, corona will pass. This will pass. Uh, everybody's going to stay home for a little bit, social distancing, blah, 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 blah. But we've been through, like, it has never ended for Trump. It has never ended. You got Russia, Russia, Russia. You got the Mueller probe. And then as soon as he's exonerated for that, it's impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. It seems like the instant we put that to bed, now it's uh, Wuhan and Corona City. And this will be over. This will be over. I think, seriously, I think like in, in, in three weeks, four weeks, this thing will be, this will be done. This whole thing will be done. I think we're going to peak out uh, sooner than people thought. It'll all be done. The weather warms up. Ba 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 ba. We're gonna have to watch out for in the fall. But like, I what is the next thing gonna be? Do you think it'll be uh, back to Hunter Biden? I think we might do Ukraine part two because you know it, it, Joe Biden's gonna win the thing, and and I don't see how you you can't carve Hunter Biden out of it. You have to look at. Here's the kind of when Joe Biden was in charge of something, when Joe Biden was in charge of the Ukraine, his son made money. When Joe Biden was in charge of our relationship with China, his son made money. You cannot argue that. So maybe it'll be uh, Ukraine part two and how the president used his power to investigate a political opponent. Do you have any thoughts on what the next one could be? But I'm probably right, though. Yeah. I Did I lose? Really gonna no? I'm thinking because I, I'm thinking that they're gonna go after him, him really hard for political um, retribution regarding the Hunter Biden thing. Okay. And any investigation into that is using Congress to investigate his political enemies. Right. I think we're coming up on the Durham investigation, and there's gonna be a whole pile of stuff coming out in advance of that. Um, you can already kind of see it. A lot of things from 
collusion hoaxer, hoaxers like Adam Goldstein and stuff in the New York Times, like, dropping little stuff that makes zero sense. Yeah. As far as the whole Russia collusion investigation and crossfire hurricane stuff. So, um, it, it's almost like they've forgotten Durham and Barr are still out there with everything else going on. Um, but I, I, I imagine did. that's coming back up pretty quick. That's too funny. That just shows what a little uh, easily distracted little squirrel I am. I totally I haven't <laughs> thought about, I haven't thought about the Durham investigation in a couple weeks now. Oh, it's coming! It's coming. Well, you know, you keep hearing it, and and people on Twitter uh, talk about it from time to time. But yeah, I am ready. But hold off on that. Hey, Mister Durham, even if you're ready now, wait, wait. Wait till this whole uh, Wuhan Corona thing has settled down a little bit. Has settled down yes, a little bit. I want people to hear what you have to say. Yes, yes. With I'm happy uh, to say the president tested negative. Yeah, and then of course, listen. Everybody uh, seems very upset about it and says they're lying. So I, they wouldn't shut up about him taking a test. So he took a test. His doctor said he didn't need, and now they're still not happy. You just can't they're, make people happy. They're never happy. And it's oh. like, <clears throat> and this is what, um, it's, it's literally like probably what I'll, what I'll do, uh, at least an article or maybe another video on. But it's like, if you, if you criticize everything, if you criticize everything, how can people expect to, to think, okay, you're even a, a, a journalist at all? Like, in these people's eyes, like, oh, my gosh, the president, the president, the president. He uh, He's out there shaking hands. Look at him. He's shaking hands. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to get tested for the corona. Why do you get to get tested? Hey, because he's the president. He's the president, you jackhole. And then they're like, oh, did he really get pre- tested? I can't even think. You know, what you want him to take the test in front of you? Shut your shut your mouth. The uh, the governor. Shut your of, pie uh, hole. Shut your pie hole. Shut your cake hole. The the governor of uh, Illinois was on because all these people are scurrying home from Europe. Which hey, uh, I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that your travel plans suddenly changed and now you got to come home from Europe early. And I do feel horrible for those people that were stuck in O'Hare all last night. That had to be. A nightmare. As a guy who flies a lot, that is a nightmare, especially when you're thinking about it's a virus. And, like, can you imagine being packed into a tiny little hallway in O'Hare and you're trying to get home because a virus is chasing you? And then people are coughing and sneezing and you're stuck. You're like, oh, this is how I'm going to get it. This is how I'm going to get it. But, like, the, 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 the governor of Illinois is, like, blaming Trump uh, for the for the pileup at O'Hare. Hey, hey jackass. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Trump target. is in charge of the airports. Okay, so so here's my feedback on that, okay? Bring it. We have shut down travel to multiple nations. The Department of Homeland Security and the FAA have to coordinate returning these people through various airlines to 13 specific airports so that they can be properly screened and, and, and you know, follow-up processes, right? Yeah. Did you hear about a problem at 12 out of the 13? No, I certainly didn't. No, you only heard about a problem at O'Hare because O'Hare's been a train wreck for decades. Dig it. Dig it. And if you think 
these agencies doing all of this in 48 hours that nothing might get jammed up, you're insane. Yeah. That is a huge logistical nightmare, and the governor knows it, and he should just go on a diet and shut up. <laughs> right. I mean, like, at some point. That flop. Uh, yeah, and you, and you have to go, uh, well, here, let's do the math on this. How many planes do we have coming in? Like, who runs O'Hare? Like, who, like isn't there, like, a, a manager or, or uh, someone in charge there? Like who's like, oh, holy smoke! I mean, like you you have to deal with that kind of stuff in uh, in in video games all the time, all the time. Yeah. Well, where like literally, there is there's an app, there's a video game. I remember my kids playing it on the on the phone, where you have to land the planes, then you have to keep the flow going. Good lord! So yeah, well, not. I, I would uh, just like to hear one of these knuckleheads say one of these two things. Okay. Yes. Number one. We have a vaccine going into phase one testing in record time. It has never happened this fast in the entire history of vaccine development. Yeah. That's a bit of good news. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. Gilead has a medicine that was effective during the SARS outbreak and the MERS outbreak, and those are both coronaviruses, guys, like a lot of the things that give you a cold. This isn't like some whole new family of viruses. Promise. So the military is actually contracted to use that for COVID-19 positive people in the military as a trial run, and it's already been approved by the FDA. So yeah. when we talk about like burning down regulation to get things done, yeah. We're doing that, and they're happening faster than ever. I love it. I love it. Okay, before we sign off here, uh, there's something that I want to bring to your attention. I really want the input here. I did this at the uh, theloftestparty.com, uh, and I did this. I think I posted it on Facebook as well, <clears throat> and this is the problem uh, when you're known as a comedian. When you're, when you're known mostly for, for comedy, uh, you put out a, a poll or a survey or something and people think that you want uh, comedic responses. I don't. I'm, I'm sincerely interested in this. This is the question because everybody's like self-quarantining and stuff. And you and I were talking about it earlier. There's going to be a bunch of babies uh, in nine months. So I really want to know <clears throat> what songs make you want to get naked? What songs put you in the mood? And uh, so far, uh, we, we've got some good ones. The, like, for me, like Massive Attack's uh, Teardrop. That's a, that's a good... They used it for... It used to be the, the theme song to House. But that one's got a really good... That's a sexy, sexy tune. I found another one uh, by this dude. I had never even heard of this guy. Uh, Chet Faker does this song, I'm Into You. And wow... That's a good one. Then someone else uh, just responded with uh, uh, Chris Isaac's Wicked Game, which that's another. That's, so go to theloftestparty.com, and I want to know uh, what song. And then hopefully <clears throat> what I want to do. First, this is one of the things that I want to do with, with the website anyway. I want to find, like, new music. I really love uh, – I'm, I've totally gone over to the dark side. I'm never going to pay them money. Uh, Spotify, that is. But, like, 
I find so much new music that way. And like they have like really sexy playlists. That's how I found the uh, the, the Chet Faker one. So go to theloftestparty.com uh and uh and and put down and you don't have to do the link to the youtube video that's a that's a whole lot but just like what's a song that like gets you going or you know what i should just open it up uh and a completely different one like what song just gets you just going just like yeah ready to take on the world so 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 gimlet before we sign off this week what's what's one of yours what's a song that you're like ooh, it things are about to get sexy when it comes on Music's not part of that for all me. Like, it's just not. <laughs> like, I literally came up blank, but I do have songs that uh, get me like ready to go kick some butt. Okay, so what's what's a good one that gets you ready to go kick ass? Um, there's one by Volbeat, and I actually have to look up the title of it because I can't remember. Did you say Vivaldi? Volbeat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Who are you? All right. It's called Still Counting. There you go. That's a good one. Okay, so maybe, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just uh, alone. I love. Oh my gosh! You get the music going. You do some slow dancing. You start making out. Boom! Bow! Bow! That's good time. I gotta have some tunes going. I'm not I a dancer got... either. So. No, I'm just talking about that sway. Just like. Just uh, yeah. a couple of people, just a couple lonely people in the living room swaying back and forth. You're looking into that other person's eyes. You start kissing, kissing, and then things are, oh, your boots will be getting knocked. <laughs> I love it. And then here's another one. I found, and, and then I'll let you guys go. We're going to start recording extra stuff for the Patreon account anyway, uh, but maybe this will be that at some point. I found the best so right now it's my favorite. It's my favorite live concert footage ever. And I'm going to post a, a clip at theloftestparty.com. It'll only be there. Uh, it is ACDC. And they did a show at a place called River Plate. And it's got to be in Australia. It's got to be. Uh, unfortunately, it's not with Bon Scott. I love Bon Scott, the original singer for ACDC. Oh, he's the guy that would do, oh, dirty deeds. This is with... Uh, the the lead singer that we all know and love, uh, but man, it's packed, Gimlet. It's packed. There's got to be flipping fifty thousand, sixty thousand people in there. And ACDC, holy crap! They start they they go into TNT. You know, I'm dynamite. And when Angus starts that guitar riff, and the the entire audience is just going, oi. Oi, it is magic. It is just magic. I love live music. I love the tunes. I love that energy. So maybe you're maybe the people will respond to that. Maybe you won't. I just know that that one, oh, it's good. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. You guys, uh, wash your hands, keep that social distance going. Take care of other people. Check on uh, check on your neighbors. Pick up the phone. Make sure everybody's got enough of everything. We, we don't we don't need no federal government stepping in. We'll watch out for one another. We're good people. All right. We will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.